Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. We're glad you joined us, and today we're joined by Brooklyn. Brooklyn, thank you for being with us. Yes, it's a pleasure. I've been looking forward to it. Now, ladies, some of you guys are going to recognize Brooklyn's voice, and we're going to purposely not share last names and locations because of some of what God's doing in Brooklyn's life. We want to we want to protect some security measures there. So if you connect the dots, feel free to reach out to Brooklyn. Okay, but Brooklyn, I want you to take an opportunity. Um, I, I just want to jump right in. I'm excited. Um, I'm always excited to have our women here because to me, the podcast is a way to take ordinary women who are yielding and serving an extraordinary God, but to spotlight what God is doing through their lives, but always to put the spotlight back on him. And that's why I'm excited that you're with us today and willing to share a little bit of your story. So as Carmen said, my name's Brooklyn. Um, I am currently in Southern Illinois, um, where I'm from. I've lived here with my family, where my family's been in this area uh, for the past 13 years. Um, My dad's a pastor, and um, I've been involved in several IDSA things. Um, Been to several years of Super Summer, a few awesome camps. I'm 20 years old. I just graduated from Hannibal LaGrange University, um, which is in Hannibal, Missouri, which is just across the river from Illinois, so not too far from home. I got my degree in nursing, and I um, worked as a nurse for about six months um, there in Hannibal. And then um, here in the next two weeks, I'll be going to South Asia. Um, So I didn't know what countries composed, uh, what countries made up South Asia beforehand. So some countries that are there would be like Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, Burma, Nepal, Sri Lanka, and the Maldives. Um, so I'll be in one of those countries um, just seeking to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with people there. Um, I'm just a ordinary person. Um, I have just like a or- fairly ordinary family. I've got three younger sisters, older brother, um, wonderful parents. Mm, you know that's what I want to talk about, what I want to spotlight today. Um, all right, I'm going to take you backwards a little bit, and that's great because I got to meet you, obviously, through Awesome, and you are a standout person. I mean, you truly are a light. You just you just beam, and your family is so precious, and your parents are they're, they're just precious people who love God and they, they intentionally pour that into their children. So, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to not bring attention to that because that is such a solid, solid thing. Um, and I do, I do want to spend our time on where God is getting ready to take you to, but Brooklyn, I want you to share a little bit, um, because we, our audience, um, some of these women, um, are God's working in their life. Some of them have daughters, some of them are you, mm-hmm. but maybe they've, they've not seen God connect a dot for them. How did, you know, so go back to share a little bit to them, the struggle you shared with me that it's like, Carmen, I didn't, I didn't have that person that was helping me to see opportunities when I was a teenager. Yeah. So I would say as far as like missions, um, I had a fair amount of opportunities to look into people's lives, um, into missionaries' lives. Um, Whenever I was born, um, my family was living in Louisville, Kentucky. My dad was going to seminary. And so we knew Um, a lot of missionaries, um, of people that were um, receiving training to go on the field. Um, My family, we had family devotions every night, and every night of the week, we prayed for a different missionary. My dad would read update letters from them, and our church was connected with um, missionaries in Africa and 
through that, um, I feel like I got a fairly good lens on just people that were going on the mission field. But at the same time, those, I mean, I was very young um, in mm -hmm. grade school, middle school, high school, those people seemed like they were in such, um, they were grownups. They, of course they could go on the field. Um, you could do anything whenever you're a grown up. And then I didn't have a ton of people that were um, a few steps of, ahead of me in life. I had great parents. I had a few mentor figures in the church, but I didn't have people that were a few years older than me or uh, girls in college that were pouring into me or even people like in their in their late 20s. There was no one in my area um, that was able to pour into me. I tell my mom all the time, I wish I had that. I was like, I think I ended up okay, but if I would have had that, I feel like I would have been able to grow quicker or something like that. I strive to be that role in my sister's lives and in other girls' lives. What you said, I, I don't want our audience to miss. God surrounded you by people. And so mm -hmm. your eyes were open to missions, to missionaries. Your parents were as intentional as parents could be mm -hmm. to, you know, to speak missionaries, tell their stories, pray for missionaries. But yet you're saying there was this gap. There was this void. I didn't have that person. And you were surrounded by people, which I think is the importance of what we're saying of community. We need that community, that discipleship, mm -hmm. somebody to do it one-on-one -on -one with us, one-on-three -on -three with us to have that personal relationship to, that it's not just read an article, read a magazine, or but that, like you said, we can do a little bit of life with. So I'm glad you brought that out because ladies, if you're listening, we have to ask ourselves, who's pouring into you right now and who are you pouring into, mm -hmm. you know? And, and like Brooklyn said, are you praying for a missionary right now? What are you teaching? You know, what are you teaching your kids? And, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead right now and just give a commercial Brooklyn. Um, I wasn't planning this, but in our episode notes, guys, I'll put mm -hmm. a contact for Brad Lovin. Brad's our director mm -hmm. of missions here at IBSA, because if you have that student that's wanting to go deeper, they know God's doing something, you know, that senior, that senior in high school or that, what I call that mature junior, maybe, but I'm say that senior in high school, those collegiates, Brad's launching a cohort to pull those leaders together just to kind of create that community that Brooklyn's talking about that can help people sort through that. And one thing I realized I left out, um, one person that was extremely influential in my just week to week life as far as missions, Becky Arnett. Uh, uh. She's an IBSA woman. She was in my church and she never was um, a missionary in terms of like long-term overseas. She took several trips over there, but she views her life as a mission field, just Praise within, God. Um, our small town in Southern Illinois. Um, I heard her talk about just how she, as a school teacher, poured into lives of students, how she, for a while, every, I think it was every Saturday, she took a trip to the Christian Activity Center in mm -hmm. East St. Louis to serve mm -hmm. kids there. And she has involved kids within our church and me, me and my siblings included within different things around town of taking cookies to healthcare workers or to um, the firefighters or police mm -hmm. officers um, in the name of Jesus as an opportunity to show them Christ's love. Or she has been very active to tell us about um, other missionaries around the world, that whether that's people that IBSA is affiliated or whatnot, um, to show us that. Yeah. You may not be able to go overseas right now, but there are roles that you can do to support those yeah. people and ways you can live on mission here. Yeah. And so I just want to say that to encourage um, the ladies out there to encourage those that are younger, those younger girls like me to show them that it's important to live on mission where you are. Yeah. 
That's good. And and shout out to Becky, right? Um, thank you, Becky. You know, if you're listening, um, Be- Becky represents our WMU. You know, she mm-hmm. was that heritage, you know, and WMU is still around, ladies. And WMU, you know, they're 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 reinventing themselves. And it's one of ours, Sandy Wisdom Martin, that's got the national helm there, you know, that's leading mm-hmm. out as God is changing, not the vision. He's not changing the mission, but he's changing the way that mission is expressed to fit what's going on in, in this world today to be just as effective to reach the Brooklyn's little sisters. So, you know, if, if you've not if you've not taken a fresh look at resources that that's coming out of National WMU, we'll put their link in our episode notes also. And you're going to be hearing a lot more about that, um, that they're, they're what I call their new position, um, not, not a new mission statement, but their new position on how they're expressing that coming from us mm-hmm. here in the near future. So that, that's a good word. That's a good word. Okay, Brooklyn, here's what I want to do. Um, you've just graduated. You said you went to Hannibal Grange. You just graduated. You're a registered nurse working mm-hmm. as a registered nurse right now, but you've told us you're getting ready to leave to go serve. Um, and I know that you're going um, under the umbrella of IMB. So I want to, that's where I kind of want to lead us to, but tell us a little bit about Hannibal Grange. You had that community that wasn't just your siblings and, and why nursing school? Because I want to get to why, why would somebody not launch your career? Why would you put your career on hold in the middle of a pandemic when we need healthcare? Why is that not mission to go, to go here? And I know that's going to be some of the questions others. So tell us Mm -hmm. about Hannibal Grange. Yeah. So nursing and why I chose that would go back probably 10 years or so, I remember a conversation I was having with my mom, just kind of dreaming about what I wanted to do with my life and just was talking about how I wanted to help people. And um, ultimately, like I now love being a nurse and would love to use that in some form a lot of my life, but would love to do what my mom did. She stayed at home and raised us and homeschooled us. And I would love to follow that. You just melted your mother's heart right there. You (laughs) just, all the mothers that are listening, she just melted your heart. I'm sorry, Brooklyn, go ahead. (laughs) That's good. Well, I realized like whatever I wanted to go to college for, um, I wanted to line up with that. There are multiple ways to help people. Nursing is just one of them. But I realized like if I was a nurse, I'd be able to use that to serve my family, whether married or not, whether having kids or not, I could serve my community that way. I didn't like the idea of going to school for forever. I went to school (laughs) for two years and um, have a well-paying job. And Mm -hmm. I know that I can um, support myself as a single woman if that's what the Lord has for me. And I just really loved learning about like human anatomy and physiology and how Mm -hmm. to use that knowledge to help others. And so that was kind of how I decided nursing. And then as far as Hannibal LaGrange, that would go back. I remember I heard about HLG um, through some like a pastor and a pastor's wife that was living near nearby. Our families did a lot together and really looked up to them. Um, it's Josh and Christy Gottman. Um, everybody knows them. And Christy was just like, Brooklyn, you should go to HLG. It was awesome. I was like, oh yeah, you're awesome. You should go to um, and so I went to uh, Summer Worship University there on HLG's campus. And so got to see what it looked like in Hannibal. My brother, um, Tyler, who's two years older than me, ended up going to HLG to run track and cross country there. So I already had connections. And then I just knew I wanted a place where I 
would be taught from a biblical worldview where I'd have professors that I could look up to as a believer. And I wanted a place that I was able to have a community and know a lot of people there. And the Lord worked out um, a lot of details with that in terms of finances and Actually, like with finances, I was going to be able to go to somewhere that was a lot cheaper. Um, but I took a step of faith, showing like recognizing how the Lord had given me peace to decide to go there. And then after I made that decision, the Lord lined up a lot of the finances. He says, like, I want you to make this decision. And then he shows how he's going to take care of Praise you. God. And so I enjoyed my time there. I was able to just get out in two years because I had done a lot of my prerequisites or the classes that were required for um, my nursing degree um, while I was in high school. Really, my time there, I mean, I could have gotten a nursing degree anywhere, but it was the people there that changed kind of the trajectory of my life. I was able to become really good friends with a lot of people that were interested in missions. Some people that are headed out about the same time as I am or are heading out soon. Had a really good friend the first year uh, there that had gone on a one-year trip to East Asia, and she is there now. I had um, a resident director, so it was kind of like a dorm mm-hmm. mom and dad mm-hmm. who, their family, um, they're heading out to Central Asia soon. As I was thinking through my decision to go, I was able to really talk with them about what that process looked like and just the emotions surrounding it, and I could list out, there's probably like five to ten other friends that I have that are Um, pursuing going on the field as well. Hannibal is just a really rich spot for people that are seeking to go on mission. And so those people were pouring into my life um, and helping me realize how this was a real possibility to go overseas. Mm -hmm. So that's my story with nursing and Hannibal. And then as far as giving up my career, that was a really hard thing to think about. And I may not be totally giving up my career, but it's a possibility. And I am definitely putting it on pause. Um, And that's one of the questions that people ask me a lot. Brooklyn, why would you do that? The answer is simply for Christ, but I'll explain that a little bit more. It was back my second year of nursing school um, where my resident director um, started talking to me, saying like, hey, Brooklyn, have you thought about going overseas? Have you thought about going there for um, six months to a year? Her husband had gone for six months through the IMB's hands-on program. And that program is typically one to two semesters. So he was able to speak a little bit to what logistics looked like. They were just challenging me like to think about it. I had always said that I was open to going on the mission field, but just didn't know how that could look. And so They were talking to me about details and I just couldn't get it off my mind. Um, I kept thinking about it. And I mean, that's because the Lord wouldn't let me stop thinking Mm -hmm. about it. Where I was going to be going in East Asia, there were several people from my church in Hannibal that were there or had connections there. And so over time, uh, it was a few months, actually Super Bowl Sunday, that the Lord was like, you have to give this up. Because I was concerned about giving up what I had worked so hard for. But he showed me that I would be miserable if I didn't go. Because I would know that I was living in disobedience. And ultimately, like, I had concerns about funding. I had concerns about getting a job right after coming back. Because I was going to be going in June. And so I wasn't going to be working as a nurse for a whole year. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was going to be really difficult to step that into that. Regardless, the Lord worked out all those details. Um, I was concerned about funding. He provided way more than what I ended up needing in a very quick time. And he used that, trust me, Brooklyn, I'm going to take care of you. And as far as giving up my career or like concerns about 
stepping into a job. Um, I talked to some professors and some recruiters from hospitals, and they were saying that they didn't think it would be an issue for me to come back in after a year. So I just gave that up to the Lord. There were lots of times that my heart was really broken over that. I wanted the career. I wanted to make make my name great. I wanted to start being a nurse at the age of 20 and do that. But the Lord um, helped me just trust him that his plan was better. Um, and that ultimate fulfillment only comes from obeying him. And it doesn't come from making my name great through a job. Mm. Brooklyn, that is wisdom beyond your years, girl, wisdom beyond your years. And, and I appreciate you sharing that and being so transparent because you can feel the pain, you know, you can feel the pain in your, in your voice. And when God calls us, you know, he, you're right. He's looking for that obedience and saying, you know, we can trust him, but it still, it takes that step of faith on our part to step out. So thank you. Thank you for being so transparent. Mm -hmm. Well, go ahead then and um, tell, just, just give us a little snapshot of what you will be doing, you know, through Mm -hmm. this program and you are going under IMB. So give it, give us a Mm -hmm. little bit of a picture of what that is going to look like. The original plans were going to East Asia and for a lot of different reasons, uh, COVID included that uh, didn't work out. Whenever that opportunity closed out, I got a job at the hospital and um, they they had hired me knowing that I was leaving within six months and which was such a blessing from the Lord. So I'll be going to South Asia. I'll be going through the IMB's hands-on program, which I mentioned is usually six months to a year. I'll be going a year um, just because that was strongly encouraged by team leaders on the mission field, just saying that you're able to form relationships a little while longer because, I mean, six months, like, you, it takes a little bit to get adjusted. I just realized, like, I can give that much up, and so I, I just decided to go for a year. So I'll be going through that program, working in South Asia with a team there, and honestly, what I'll be doing won't be that much different from what I seek to do and how I seek to live on mission where I am. In Hannibal, there are several times that I would go with different churches who were knocking on doors of people's homes and knock on their doors, ask how we could pray for them or serve them and just seek to form relationships with them and then come back within a few weeks and continue that relationship on with the goal of eventually studying the Bible with them in their homes and hopefully, you know, come for them to come to know the Lord. But that's kind of what it'll look like. I may be involved with school for girls from the slums. Um, it could look like joining a local church in their ministries. And some of those details, I'm still waiting to hear what it'll all look like, but that'll be some of the work that I'm doing. Well, friends, I am excited for you. I'm definitely praying for you. Proud, you know, and can I say a godly pride? Okay, so I want to be, I want to be the holy pride. I'm just so proud of you for that obedience. But I'm also so grateful for the example that you're setting for those that are coming behind you, because these opportunities do exist. And, you know, ladies, if you're listening, you know, we need the backyard nets, right? Here's where the WMU comes in. You know, what does that look like to express that missions is important in, in our lives today in our local churches and educate our younger, you know, our younger generation on opportunities? Because you're right. So many times we get the heart for missions. We, we get the heart we want to do and we're doing things. But God may be calling us to something, um, I don't want to say better, but to express that differently. And it may be vocation for some, but sometimes we don't know what we don't know. So if we don't know opportunities out there, and there are a lot of opportunities for us to get on the field in our, you know, through our cooperative program, that's what SBC is known for, the way we do missions, you know, the cooperative partnership towards missions, we can maybe help connect those dots for them. So that that is good. 
for those listening, if they want to pray for you or follow you, you know, while you're there this year, um, will we be able to share a link to a newsletter? Can they, you know, is there some sort of contact? How, how do they best support you when you're on the field? If you would like to receive updates, um, I'm trying to think, maybe contact Carmen, like if you could put that email okay. transferred over to me. Sure. Um, so I can put it on that list. Um, well, I think that's good what you said. So, you know, if God's got your heart here and you know, you know, you want to support, pray, you would like to have a direct contact to hear that update, um, reach out to me and then Brooklyn can update me. Now, we are excited because, ladies, one of the things I've asked Brooklyn if she will do is we want our younger generation to be able to follow her. We want to support her and pray. So, one of the things that Brooklyn is checking with her team leaders to see that she can do, we're going to follow her journey while God's got her abroad. So we're hoping that that she'll be able, um, We many of you guys know we have our awesome community, um, our teen girl community. We have an online community. And one of the things we launched this last fall, if you're not subscribed, if your girls aren't, is a YouTube channel for them. And so one of the one of the things we're hoping to do with Brooklyn is her to deliver content that maybe like once a week, do that quick little video update of what God's doing so that we can let the girls, you know, let our girls follow her on the field for a year to support her, but let her be a role model too, a godly role model for them, but also to open up their eyes to opportunities and start to connect some of those dots of what a potential next step, because it may not be career for everybody, but sometimes, man, just to take that year, that two years off after college, right, just to go plug in with a team and to be able to to serve. So so we're, we're hoping, Brooklyn, if I'm right, you're thinking that might be able to get worked out. We're, we're kind of waiting on details, but we're hoping to be able to, to do that for our students. Yeah, Good. that's the hope. I still need to check with a few people, but that would be an awesome way to, yeah, stay connected. Yeah, well, and I'm so grateful for you because there's nothing like telling the story, and especially in today's culture, right? Um, so, Brooklyn, as we wind down, what would you say to your younger sisters, the, that age group out there in the States? How would you encourage that that group to um, live for God in today's culture? That's a good question. I was talking to my 13-year-old sister about this last night as we were winding down, um, asking just, what do you feel like girls your age struggle with? Or how asking her how I could encourage her in her walk with the Lord. Um, and one thing that she had mentioned uh, was feeling that her testimony wasn't that big, that there wasn't that much that she had done or just trying to wrap her mind around the simplicity of following the Lord. And she encouraged me saying that, you know, I, she said, I realized Brooklyn that I, I'm young. Like I haven't had that many years to have um, as, as much of a story to tell. And um, she's like, that's fine. The Lord is working in my life. And she said as well that once she started um, pursuing the Lord through reading scripture and prayer and um, some forms of mentorship that she could start to see how the Lord was growing her. And that's exactly what I would say as well. You may feel like your story is small or you may feel like there's not much you can do, but that's not true. Um, the mm -hmm. most important thing in your life is glorifying the Lord. And one huge way that you can glorify the Lord is just within your own heart of treasuring him and putting him above all else of seeking him through prayer and reading scripture and um, engaging in community of asking older women within your church to disciple you, to come alongside you and encourage you and hold you accountable. And yeah, that's where um, it starts. And that's where the Lord can use you. We want to do great things for the Lord and like going overseas or helping each other in our community. But if we don't have our heart in the right place to start with, it kind of ties our hands. We can be used.
That is a good word. And that's where we're going with priority this year, abiding, because we can't be resilient mm-hmm. if we're not abiding. I've said this before, Dr. Orch told us God is more interested in who's, what he's doing in us than what he wants to do through us, because it's that intimate relationship he's looking for. So that is good. That is yeah. good. Brooklyn, thank you for spending some time with us today. Thanks for sharing some of your story. And like I said, I'm really excited about what God may be doing, that we can use your story and who you are to connect with our younger audience too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I love getting getting to share just what the Lord's doing and what opportunities we can give for those who are willing. Praise God. Praise God. All right, ladies, we're not meant to do this alone. As Brooklyn's mm-hmm. been talking about community, we have community. That's the importance of being connected to the Illinois Baptist women community. Um, we all have our own walks that God's doing in our own lives, right? But man, it doesn't mean that we can't support each other and encourage each other um, as, as we go to do it. So if you're not connected with us, you can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. You can find us on um, Instagram at at Illinois Baptist Women or connect with us on our website at ibsa.org backslash women. And ladies, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.